0: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Will. Hey, this episode is sponsored by Amtrak. No, I'm just kidding. I did take the train back to Raleigh. It's my third time taking the train the last couple of months. Um, I really enjoy train riding. If you if you ever have a chance and you're going somewhere and you don't want to fight the interstate crowds and you can take a train, I highly recommend it. <laughs> uh, and anyway, so um, went up to Raleigh and had a great conversation yesterday with sean Lilly wilson at full steam sean was on the podcast about a year and a half ago uh he started full steam 10 years ago this is a phenomenal business uh his brand is if you live in i mean in southeast for sure you've heard of full steam um or most likely and other places you may have as well he's built a very well-respected brand he has makes great beer Has a really cool culture, a fun culture. He's got a lot of people that have been with him a long time because he's a good leader and a good dude. Um, We talked about a few things. We talked about um, a book that he read five years ago that changed the way he manages his company. And um, he's a creative and he knew he needed structure and he needed structure around his leadership and the way they run the business. And so he. He uh, is is doing something called the Entrepreneurial Operating System now, the EOS. It came from this book, and it's a really good conversation we had about that. We talked about um, other podcasts he listens to. Uh, he actually was speaking of uh, one that he listens to, and uh, Katie Button up at uh, Curate in Asheville was on it recently talking about benefits, particularly uh, healthcare benefits and what a challenge that is. Uh, Katie's got over 100 people, and she talked about the system that they're using to try to do their best to creatively accommodate healthcare needs with their staff. So we got into that a little bit, and uh, that's Kat Kinsman's uh, podcast, a really great podcast that uh, we we discussed a little bit. And we also got into um, just what's happening in the industry right now. You've heard this on this this podcast, at least a a fair amount recently, with um, what's happening with mental health physical health well-being taking care of yourself um, and how the industry is changing and changing for the better so and then we we talked about uh craft beer industry and you know are you know where is it going and how large will it be and how will that impact the businesses that are already operating and how do you keep people excited when you know maybe they grew up in your brewery and uh, you know, which is a good thing to see. Kids growing up around breweries now and hanging out with families are a great place to gather. But then do your kids want to go to the same place where they grew up? So really interesting kind of wide-ranging conversation. We just sat down and talked. No agenda. Really enjoy hanging out with Sean. And uh, then we got a good beer. Makes great beer. So enjoy. Uh, more coming soon. Thanks, y'all. Let's see here. We are live. All right. What's up, y'all? I am back at Full Steam and I'm very glad to be back at Full Steam hanging out with Sean Lily Wilson. It's been we were just talking, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it's been like a year and a half. And uh
1: Crazy. I'm sorry that we're in a uh corporate uh boardroom. I realize right, I should have poured you a right. beer, but that's it'll right. it'll make the beer we have we'll get yeah, we'll all, get wallet tastier. No, sure. <laughs>
0: You don't have, like, a button you can push where, like, beer comes and shows up in here? No. We've learned that that makes uh, meetings less productive. I bet it does. I bet it. Oh, that's right. That's smart. Yeah, you don't have it sitting in the office here. Ah, there you go. And you just had a meeting, you said. You guys just wrapped up one.
1: Yep. Our weekly leaders meeting tends to be two and a half hours long, no phones. Uh, It's nice. pretty structured. Yeah. All right. Let's get into that, because we were just talking about being creative
0: right. and structure, and you yeah. just had a meeting about culture, so... Let's wrap about that a little bit.
1: Okay. What were y'all doing for two and a half hours? (laughs) Uh, We were going through uh, our top priorities list. Uh, We have this thing. So as I was mentioning to you, we follow this thing called traction uh, or book called traction. It's the entrepreneurial operating system and really what, or EOS, uh, really this is the leaders meeting, the level 10 meeting where you bring top issues and you, um, the lingo and the parlance identify discuss and solve issues right?
0: identify dis- why did you pick that book by the way i didn't ask you that before we started what what about that book Every, registered
1: everybody was talking about it like kind of oh, in yeah? the circles of uh of leadership and management and uh and 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 i the people that i respected were were uh recommending this book when so. was
0: it when did you first
1: about five years ago that, okay. I, that I picked up the, the, the book Traction, and, and it was at a time when I knew that we were struggling with um, consistency, with decision-making, with culture, and it kind of got me and pushed me, uh, and, and uh, it made me realize to be a good leader, I, I need to follow more structure and, and have more accountability um, because it's not natural to me. Even though I'm CEO, I'm the what the book calls the visionary. I'm the creative mm-hmm. visionary and, and Cal, uh, my COO is, is the, uh, is the operator. Yeah. So he's the sort of the integrator who makes things happen. And I'm the, the, you know, my title itself, chief executive optimist, you know? It, yes. It, it, I love that. <laughs> thanks. I love that so much. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, and, and so it, it, it's been very, very valuable so much so that we're, we're still following the methodology here, you know, five years later.
0: Okay. So this is 10 years in. So about five years in, you're now, you started out, we were laughing earlier about, you know, making your beer, hustling around town, kind of doing it all yourself. You're five years in, you got a team, but you're just kind of winging it, I guess.
1: I mean, still winging it. Um, a lot of, um, what's an, like, can you remember
0: an example or something that really stuck out or registered like a decision you made or didn't or needed to make or, I mean, are there any things that, or is it just a collection of thousand of of them? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) How how many megabytes do you have on that recording device? Um,
1: Like a daily thing probably just, (laughs) well, I mean, if I, if you look back, uh, you know, sure. My, my title's chief executive optimist but it it doesn't mean that I always make the right decisions or reflect on sometimes it's a reminder to myself because of the stumbles that I've had along the way and you know I can definitely think of a a ton of them I don't know how much uh, you know I want to delve into the the dirty detail not dirty but you know just the kind of like sad trombone of running a business it's it's a lot about uh, learning from mistakes and and how you adjust and I think overall a big Uh, realization, a big epiphany for me was that, um, I needed to, I needed to be a better leader. I needed to be more consistent, um, make decisions better, um, and, uh, set goals. I still need to do better at that. It's not, it's not in my wheelhouse, but I have a framework for it. And I have people that keep uh, me and ourselves accountable to, uh, to follow through.
0: Yeah. You have, um, well, you have a framework for it now and a structure and Mm -hmm. something to go back to, Mm -hmm. So it's a work in progress. Yeah. How's how's the progress? I mean, good. Your personal
1: report card, like how do you feel about it? Oh, you know, uh, a solid B, you know, it's still on the honor roll, but, uh, dad dad wants a (laughs) conversation or two, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're doing okay. I mean, we're, it's a challenging industry, this, this beer industry. And, and, uh, and the good thing for the consumer is that there's so much competition that it means, um, you have to make good beer. You have to have a compelling, um, brand and presence. And, uh, I, I joke that there's, there's no like resting on laurels. There's just no No. laurels. They don't exist in this industry. And, um, Ultimately, that's good for the consumer because it, it um, means that this competition makes for a lot of exciting um, product offerings. As, as long as we keep it fun, as long as people aren't just like, oh, well, what's the next big thing? And what's, you know, like uh, I, I visited here once and I might not come back here for another couple of years. Um, you know, that, I think there's just so much noise right now that uh, keeping it fun and keeping optimistic is, is uh, sometimes a challenge. How many um, breweries are there in North Carolina
0: now? Over 300. Over 300. Mm-hmm. How many were there when you started?
1: Oh, uh, de- 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 uh, I think like 60. Wow.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So not zero, you know. Uh, yeah, it- but it's grown
0: was... 500% in 10 years. Where where, uh, where do you, um, you know, we were just talking about this beforehand too. You know, you all are at 10 to 15% or whatever at the beer market, craft mm-hmm. breweries. Um, some folks I talk to think you know, hey, we we might get to fifty percent in ten, fifteen years or whatever. I mean, the growth is you know, there's lots of growth. Who are those some people, by the way? I want to talk I won't to name them. Don't name names. Listen to some <laughs> podcast episodes. I think somebody's mentioned that. That's where I got that from. I was like, really? Um, but who knows? I mean, you you really don't know. But it would from the outside looking in and and not knowing nearly enough about the industry. that's part of the why I want to do so many of these is- episodes this year. There does seem to be a lot more interest from the consumer from what I've seen of, you know, getting away from brands that we've known and grown up with and have been around, you know, forever that are, by the way, none of them are owned by American companies anymore. Right, um, yeah. Except for Yangling, which is the largest U.S. brewer and it's in Pottsville and it's like only on the
1: East Coast, right? So, uh, yeah, well, you know, there's right, right, uh, right. Right next to it is Sierra Nevada, independently owned, family owned, and, and also some large breweries that, uh, that are craft and American owned. Um, but yes, I guess, but can, those are, but that's what I'm saying.
0: Those are where the, those are the higher end of the larger end of this, but like, you know, the big guys are, they're all internationally owned now. And oh yeah. what you are doing is you're nimble and you're agile and you can create, you know, you can create and test and and move forward with or not move forward with so many different flavor profiles you're using and i do want to talk more about this because we got in this but y'all have done such an amazing job here um of using local ingredients and coming up with I mean what you're doing for the agriculture in North Carolina is Oh, thanks for noticing. Oh, heck I mean yeah, dude. I appreciate it. It's incredible. I mean it's yeah. it's a great thing. It's a great thing for the local economy. It's a great thing for the state. It's a great model. It probably doesn't work everywhere cuz you know certain parts of the country don't have as many maybe. Right. You know, you've got a really dynamic and diverse set of crops here with the climate we have that you can pull from, but nevertheless, you have Lots of opportunity uh, to be really creative. But what I was getting to is, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm down in Casey, South Carolina on this past Saturday. I went to Steel Hands Brewing. It's a customer down there. We were down there. I went by to say hello. It's like Saturday afternoon. It's one o'clock. It's rainy. It's nasty outside. Packed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely packed. Um, this is outside, like right outside of Columbia. What, I, what struck me as really interesting is there's how many, and I've seen this several times, how many people bring their families. Mm-hmm breweries Mm -hmm. kids are growing up a generation of children are growing up hanging out in breweries that didn't happen before i mean and that seems to me like there's a there's a huge you know opportunity for those folks to you know will they ever even bother drinking you know budweiser or whatever else i don't know but man you're you're, you're creating an audience of people that that can go through generations of like, this is the, you know, used to be maybe the family diner we went to, or the right now it's like the brewery I grew up in. Right. and My
1: kids go to this brewery and my grandkids go to this brewery. And I do think that we've normalized, uh, the craft beer movement has done a very good job of normalizing, uh, a, a healthful respect or healthy, uh, respect for, for alcohol. Um, yeah. and, um, we're, proud of our lead role in that in the area where we made a uh, a a definitive decision to be family friendly Mm -hmm. and um, all welcome. And we took a lot of hits for it early on. It was also the only place in the area that was kind of like redefining what a hangout spot with alcohol could be um, as that sort of prototypical beer garden. Um, And uh, but, you know, our we were pretty certain that we could do this. Like there was, it was, it was allowed. I just hadn't been done in the area. And now it's kind of the norm. The challenge really is that it's such the norm now as people become a uh, legal drinking age, um, you know, increasingly, uh, they're familiar with hanging out maybe even with their parents and like that normalization makes it, um, uh, almost, I wouldn't say too normal, but it, it's the whole thing of like we don't want to drink what our parents drink, oh, you yeah. know. Okay, and yeah. so, right. uh it, you know. It's a. I think the 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 challenge for the craft beer industry and why I sometimes question whether we're going to get to like forty percent uh, is is um, is that wave sustainable? Is there going to be another wave of other things? And what is craft ultimately? Like I think about the emergence of of seltzer right which is technically made from um grain typically or sugar and sugar is considered a grain and so you know is 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 like the white claw and truly and then the craft derivatives is that craft you know like who owns that in the stores and how does that count towards um something that we're really passionate about like independent craft beer and uh and and how much do we pay attention to to like the trends that feel a far distance from what I got into this 10 years ago, which was to support North Carolina farmers, to encourage them to grow grain and to brew beer with sweet potatoes and to forage for persimmons. And uh, we've told that story now for a decade and um, it's a known story. Um, And it's, you know, you don't do it just for the story, but you think about um, the the normalization of this endeavor we call craft beer and what might be next. And so, you know, that's, that, uh, as you can see, it uh, occupies a fair amount of, yeah. of, our, of my brain space and, and my teams and, and certainly a lot of the breweries around the state.
0: Well, let me ask you this, Sean, do you, do you think about, because you've built a really well-regarded, um, highly thought of brand with full steam. Thanks. so are there are there no doubt i mean if you're not in north carolina if you're not from the southeast you may not have heard i don't know but if you've heard of full steam you've heard something positive there's no doubt about it and y'all do a great job everything i ever see from you from your social media to i mean you're building your your bottling it's just all really well done it's very creative it's very um it's very unique and your quality of your products always consistently excellent so i mean you've you've done like, you've checked all these great boxes, but this brand that you have, and you have this audience that you've created, do you, do you have other things you can do with that brand outside of beer or craft beer?
1: Yeah. Um, well, thank you for all the kind words. I think the main thing for us is, um, kind of understanding what we stand for and getting back to that book traction Mm -hmm. and kind of all this whole process of kind of Uh, knowing what we stand for, it was the big first step was culture and kind of like our values and what we stand for as a, as a company. And then those, you know, the, why we exist, Um, what, what's our 10 year vision? Why, what's our unique niche? Like, why do we do what we do? It makes me think of like uh, Simon Sinek and the golden circle, you know, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And um, we want people to, really care about the Southern farm and the Southern wild and the local community. Right. And so that's why we're big supporters of, uh, of course, we love Durham and we love our neighborhood, but we love the vibe and the kind of um, the diverse progressive nature of this, of of this uh, city and what it stands for. And that spirit of can do um, and the, the, the kind of the resilience of Durham, Um, but we also love the North Carolina wild and, uh, and that connection that we feel to the land and to one another. Right. And we just happen to express that through beer, right? So we express our love of the land and of our desire to connect with one another and, and beer is our pathway to that. And are there other beverages or other things that we do that could, um, be natural extensions of that that feel true to the full steam ethos i mean literally we were just talking about this in the meeting of like the the the, the meeting we just talked about like that was a big chunk of it is like you know exploring what what that means um what that could mean for us you know as we look at product diversification and trends and all of that how do we stay true to who we are yeah that's not easy it's not, but it's really fun. I mean, when you have engaged people who care yeah. about a mission and a purpose, um, if you're just in it to grab a buck, that's one thing, nothing wrong with it. But the process is much, much different. The analysis is much, much different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, of yes. course we have to have a put on our finance hat and and ask critical and analytical questions, but we don't come out of it with some kind of like hurdle rate analysis right? That's not what mm-hmm. we got into, um, this business for, I mean, I it's as somebody who's had, uh, started, a in the service industry, uh, at the age of 14 and, and worked in it for many, many years and is still doing it to this day. Um, we're in it for people and for, for the agriculture, um, that, that I mentioned. And, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm very, very fortunate that we have a number of employees that, um, Care just as much about this uh, as I do, yeah, yeah, is that so when you spend your uh
0: your meeting uh and you talk about a lot of these things, that's tell me about the structure you're placing around these decisions, like how have you learned to um, create a process for yourself and the team for how to make a decision, why you make a decision, what that decision means, what decisions work well for what you know. That whole process. I'm yeah. really curious about that.
1: Um, it's funny. We have um people who come new folks when they come into one of these what we call level ten meetings, a lot of times they expect like an agenda, like a printed agenda. And mm-hmm. and um we don't come in with a printed agenda. We don't have like uh, we have a structure. Uh we we go through and we start out with good news and we go around the table sharing a little bit of good news to kinda like break the ice and get things rolling. And we do like other things, like good
0: news, like business good news or personal good news, just whatever's going on. Okay, yeah, whatever's going on in your life.
1: Okay, Okay. Mm -hmm. get everybody in a good place. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep, yep, Yep. you get it. Yeah, and uh, then we do like uh, scorecards, like KPIs, and uh, customer employee headlines, and you know, did we do our to dos from uh, last week? It's it's pretty like structured. The majority of the meeting is this thing called. IDS identify discuss and solve so we go around and we identify issues that we want to talk about and then um, discuss them and then solve them we have a quarterback somebody who kind of like runs the show that's Cal the, the operator not me you know the uh, our 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 integrator our, our COO is the one running uh, this particular meeting and And uh, we go through this process where we do this, identify what is the issue that we're talking about, and then the vast majority of it discussing the issue at hand. And then the most challenging part is the so what factors solving it. Like you can discuss ad nauseum, but if you don't solve, you don't come out with any kind of like so what to do's, you know, then it's kind of a waste of time.
0: How do you do a, how do you, when you identify though, you could come up with a thousand things or you could come in. How do you, do, you do a, so what on the front end? Like, this is a problem. Well, okay. It's a job of should, the, uh, it's the, the facilitator
1: Facilitator to prioritize. Referee. Yeah. Yeah. And the biggest challenge, I don't know if this is too much in the weeds or if this, this is helpful or whatever, no, I but think it's very helpful. Yeah. A lot well, of people,
0: you know, it's just, I mean,
1: this is, this is a, this is it like this is the daily, it's the grind, man. Like yeah. this is how I you mean, have to do stuff. And yeah. it's like, I'm a creative person. I'd never thought I'd be like, talking about these things. But I, I, as I mentioned to you before we started recording that, that, uh, uh, order and organization facilitates creativity. That structure is what gives me space to be creative. Right. So I'm yeah. not as like, um, frantic and frenetic, but I've done my, the work that needs to get done. And then I have cycles and I have brain space yes. to be creative. Yes. Um, and so I'm very, thankful for structure, uh, cause it doesn't come naturally to me. Yeah. Right. But, um, to get back to that question, um, uh, I think it's, it's really to make sure that we don't come into a meeting with a bunch of updates, right? Because I think the tendency from a human nature standpoint is we all want to justify our existence. So the yes. tendencies to go around in a, in a, in a room of, of people who, you know, are, uh, educated and, 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 you know, decently paid, if not well paid, you know, uh, and, and we want to prove ourselves. Right. And like, Oh, I've been doing some really important stuff. Right. Um, but updates don't really benefit the group. Right. Um, if you're in a, sometimes I do this and I think about the, when, when I'm in a two hour meeting and I think, and I go around and I like tally up how much I'm paying for this meeting right now in terms of like people's, you know, a prorated hourly rate and all, and it's like it makes you kind of think, like, all right, let's get, let's do stuff out of this. Like, let's not just have a meeting to give ourselves updates, but like, um, power through and like take the brain power here and the the fact that we have a a salesperson and a and a tavern person and a production person all together. So, like, what can we do about that to to make decisions, right? And not just talk about issues, dude. That's how many people do you have in the meeting? Uh, That's six right now. Yeah, it would probably be too easy to maybe back
0: into the math. I was sitting there thinking it might be cool to go, okay, a two-hour meeting, it costs us <laughs> this amount. <laughs> so how do we as a group think that we can get that amount of return? Otherwise, like, you know, we shouldn't meet, right? Like right. What, everything should go to make sure that that two hours pays for and then some that
1: right there. That yeah, amount. and that sort of um, – Tough love is maybe not cultural for us. It could be, it could work well for, for another type of organization. For us, we do, we do rate the meeting at the end and we aim for yeah, yeah, yeah. 10, you know, yeah. and, and all that. So we have our own metrics that we bring into it. And there's times when we acknowledge that we didn't, we were far from a 10 and and why. Yeah. Um. But uh, there you go. You got a metric. You got some way to. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah for like sure. that. That's for sure. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Fun. The meetings podcast. Who knew?
0: (laughs) I think, look, man, this is what, because look, here's the thing. People that listen to this, they're either, they want to own a a restaurant or a brewery or just, you know, they want to own some kind of a hospitality business or they own one and, but they're fairly new and they're wanting to learn from folks like you that have been at it for 10 years or they've been at it for 20 years, but they go. I can always learn, right? right? You never stop, you know, that they're going, all right, I've been at this 20 years, but man, we, you know, we still don't have enough structure with our, whatever it is. Like this stuff's really helpful to the people that listen to this stuff. I believe that very much. Otherwise it's just repetitive. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I mean, so I think getting in the weeds on some of that stuff's really valuable. It Uh helps me a lot, man. I I don't know (laughs) if y'all listening and let me know if you're, (laughs) if you disagree. uh, So the, um, okay. And now one of the things that, we were talking about before this folks by the way we were actually literally talking about what should we what things should we discuss today because we want to make this meaningful of course and have it be a good use of your time and one of the things that you were saying is that you were listening to a podcast recently which you're learning oh yeah from other people in the industry as well same deal yeah uh benefits health care health insurance let's talk about that a little bit
1: sure yeah it, it's um let's advertise that podcast what what was it called that, that was cat kinsman's the communal table the communal it's on table. the uh food uh food and wine uh oh uh, yes network. um I've and uh cat's a longtime friend and she was interviewing uh katie button of curate uh and uh our paths have crossed over the years and uh just wanted to hear what she had to say and uh just a really great you know podcast not to whatever like you know not uh, uh listening audio is a zero-sum game you can only listen to so many podcasts and i don't, certainly don't want to take away from uh from your uh, no, 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 great no, no. endeavors and all of I that. i love telling people about other podcasts oh, so cool. i okay. think yeah I listen to that so yeah it's
0: i mean i think it's a really good podcast i've heard of it like i, I haven't listened to that podcast yet but i've heard of cat I've heard of that podcast. Somebody else has mentioned that on this before. No, oh, she
1: just does such and, a good job. She's very um, empathetic, which is one of our core values. And and uh, she uh, and Katie talked at length about um, wellness, which has been a hot topic in the hospitality industry. And um, how do you def-
0: wellness, mental, physical, both, just overall taking care of yourself because y'all work so darn
1: hard, and it's hard to. Yeah. Balance? I yeah. mean, yeah, it's like keep going. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yeah. I think your yeah. their particular slant it was um in this podcast, which is definitely worth a listen, is around um uh mental health and well being. Okay. Um so uh it, it but also extended into um what Katie and Karate, uh the the team are doing uh for for health benefits, which has just been an area of challenge for, for us. It's an it's something that we haven't solved. And, you know, like we need to, and we just, it's one of those things where, um, the, I, I, I took some, I was on a walk, but I, I, I took some notes on my phone and went back to it and immediately talked to our HR person. Um, and, uh, and, and we're just learning from the successes and, and, um, trials and tribulations of others who have overcome some of these, um, areas that we, we haven't solved yet, you know, so they do a direct let's see a, um, direct primary care program. And I can't speak as an expert. I'm still learning, but it was enough of like a nudge of like, here's what we do. We direct primary care program. Yeah. So, um, you know, this isn't going to be right, but it's enough of an impetus for me to like learn from, uh, and investigate more and see if we could do something similar. But essentially it's, um, they provide a subsidy for their employees to, um, Uh, join a membership of a doctor who um, essentially you're in a monthly membership, like a gym membership or Netflix Uh, or whatever. You pay a monthly fee to have access to a doctor should you need that. Okay. Right. And um, whether that doctor takes care of a cold or a broken bone or or whatever, um, it's a way to sort of uh, direct and thus bypass uh, some of the insurance elements but still provide um medical care and if i've gotten elements of that wrong please you know send an email to uh mark at aviatorbrewing.com no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) thanks no i mean you know i'm just trying here right and i'm trying to learn and i think that's uh, uh an area that we need to improve on and um i'm very mindful of the fact that and and i think it's awesome that um uh, in this instance and in other instances, a lot of the, um, it just seems that a lot of the companies that do things the right way are woman led. And, um, and, uh, and I'm very mindful of, 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 of that is all, you know, it's just like, I'm like, dang, you know, they're just getting it. They're doing it right. And you know, we all have our areas where we struggle and we're not doing as, as well, but in particularly in, in, um, healthcare and in, uh, mental health, uh, cheers to curate, uh, and, and chef Katie button for, for taking that on. How many people does she have? Oh my God. I, 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 I was stunned when she said 125. What?
0: I know, Right. Oh, I was going to say she must not have more than like 30 or something like that if she's got so...
1: No, I don't know. You know, full-time, no. part-time, well, I mean, and, but they have uh, an yeah, event yeah. space, a restaurant, a okay. very large restaurant, and yeah. a big old place. So. I didn't know Kira It was that big. Yeah. Well, okay.
0: Now, that uh, plan, is it? Is the restaurant or the, the company, the business, putting the money into that? I believe so. Again, I don't ma- want to speak for... But is it like an amount that gets... So they're paying a... Monthly subscription or whatever per employee. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mm they, so it's
1: a physician's network that I I think like my understanding of it is that certain doctors have said, I'm out. I'm not going to participate in the system, right? I'm going to go direct and I'm going to have this subscription model and I'm going to give more um, direct care to uh, in time and attention to the the, you know to my um you know my customers you know uh uh, and and uh and and it seems to be working um for the most part I mean everything's so broken right it's like we shouldn't have to have this as an offshoot I wish we had this more holistically for me personally it might not work just because I have um pre-existing conditions and you know I'm um older than the, my average employee you're here, right. you know, yeah, so. they're bulletproof, man, they don't, they don't go that much. They just need <laughs> something just in case. Well, what, okay.
0: Yeah, That's was, really interesting. I like that model a lot. I mean, you're kind of, you're on a subscription to your health insurance company. Now you're just paying them money every month, but right. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. Plus the, uh, like we have this thing now where I don't know, some big, Help company bought I don't whatever it is in Charlotte, but anyway, like I can't go to the doctor. I have to like go for one reason. Like if I have two things, I can only I can only go and they they can only talk to me about one thing. And if I want to talk about the other thing, I have to. I mean, it, I mean, you're just like, dude, really? Yeah, it's so like broken. it's is so it's ridiculous. Just, yeah, it's, so it's good to hear doctors thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. And I know many of them want to because they all you know. I mean, all many of them that I've spoken to just they're as sickened by it as we are, but okay. So they put money in and then they're paying every month. And then there's that money is allocated towards the visits that people
1: make. Yeah. That's my rough understanding. And then, uh, you know, other things like, uh, they'll, they're paying for, uh, mental health, uh, and wellness, um, uh, visits, um, and, um, even down to not, not to rehash the entire podcast, but, um, down to like, they'll pay employees for like dental care because they know the importance of, um, of good dental care for overall, mm-hmm. um, physical health, which is very true. I mean, that's like, you know, good teeth is <laughs> yes. very, like a lot of stuff important. starts there. Yeah. Right, 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 right. People don't know that, but like heart disease and everything else, Exactly. Can, yeah, don't take care of your teeth, man. You might have big problems. So, um, anyway, it's a really good listen. And um, two people that I really admire, uh, and uh, and if you get into the um, Cats uh, podcast uh, communal table, a whole bunch of people that she interviews in um, food and beverage, a lot of chefs and a, a lot of makers and all of that. But um, uh, it definitely uh, uh, for for people like you and me that care about um, giving back and doing good, and and yeah. and I imagine a lot of your listeners, uh, I think you'll find this uh, a, a, a rewarding podcast. Yeah, check it out. I'm yeah. going to go listen to it. Yeah. I mean, it's a big thing right now. Mental health is a big thing too, and this a huge thing. Um, and a lot of advancements in being more open about mental health, like yes. with Steve Palmer and his book, Say Grace. I don't know. Dude, oh,
0: right. I was just going to ask you if you're familiar with Ben's friends, so clearly yeah. you are. I mean, yeah, so uh, back in December, Scott, uh, Steve came up to um, Crawford and Son. Mm-hmm. And Scott and Steve, and actually two of uh, Scott's employees joined. But I moderated a discussion with them about, you know, it was a it was a book signing, yeah, but about substance abuse, about addiction, about a path to sobriety, about Ben's friend. It was awesome yeah it's on the podcast it was really good
1: yeah i wanted to attend that one. i was out of town um but uh i think very highly of not only of them as uh as as leaders and uh outspoken but just for their honesty and for forthrightness and <sighs> the Oh man
0: yeah. i mean they don't hold they are they oh no uh, yeah right they don't hold anything back yep. I mean, scott said uh as he said he said i had um he said one of the hard you know i would be at like I had more fear of admitting that I had a problem to the people I knew and loved than I did of going into the rough part of town at three o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. to buy drugs. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, you know, that's how hard that is. Mm -hmm. That mental challenge of saying, it's not just no admitting you have a problem to yourself. That's the first part, but then it's being willing to go to the people you care about, the people you love, the people that work for you. I got a problem. Right, And that was this industry has been really hard on people uh, for a long time and it was sort of like hey man like you know work hard play hard show up you know and then go out and get trashed or whatever and you know I mean just people were just I mean a lot of bad things happened. so I really admire those guys and a lot of the other folks in the space that are like you said, very honest about it. And they're, they're doing something, you know, they're, I mean, Ben's friends is, that thing's taken
1: off Yeah, I mean, they're like
0: all over the place all of a sudden. And,
1: and it's, it's setting a, a tone for a kinder, uh, service industry. And that's the only way this thing is going to work. Um, because I think people are really evaluating like, wait, why would I want to be in, uh, in industry known for, you know, either toxic masculinity or, uh, a, yeah. a- abusive, uh, um, power structures, um, super late nights, no family time. And, uh, you know, I think t- to sustain this industry and to keep it, um, uh, meaningful and to attract the right talent, it's got to be kinder. It's got to be gracious and, and it's got to, uh, acknowledge, um, the, the challenges of, um, uh, substance abuse and, um, and, and, uh, it, 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 and, and its historical roots in, you know, and kind of how, <laughs> how the service industry worked. It, it, it's, it, I'm glad that, uh you know, I spent some time in that uh, as growing up, you know, and, and seeing it and dealing with it. Um, but I felt like I was in a, in a transition. And I feel like we have an opportunity as we continue in the service industry and, and setting a, 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 a different tone.
0: Yeah, well, you're doing a great job. There's a lot of work to be done, but you, y'all, the industry collectively, particularly people um, around here, I hear a lot of this: Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, the Carolinas. There's just a lot of, just a lot of leadership in that area, and um, it's a great thing to see because there's so much potential that is lost when people, you know, lose their life or lose their job or lose their career or you know all these. Things that can happen from that, and and it is hard. I mean, you're around. I mean, that's what you do. You make beer, and and you know. But what y'all do is you're starting, you're fostering a responsible culture and a responsible environment. I mean, the fact. That, I mean, I love the fact that you don't even have beer here in the like. That's that's a wise decision, right? It's you know, it's it's respecting this and. Uh, but the that part of the industry. Does have a long way to go, but what what you're seeing now is folks like you and Scott and Steve and Ashley Christensen and Cheedy and I mean all these people that are using the the platform and brand that you've built to advocate for something better, not just mm. in your business but in your society and in the culture.
1: And yeah, yeah. And I, I can I say something about that? Yeah, I think the the real challenge is um, getting people to care. Like we all care, um, and we know the importance, and I think we do a good job of um, recruiting and using that as a as a um, as a tool for um, hiring and and uh, that sort of reputation, right? Um, but getting the consumer to care in the sort of no laws when there's drinking claws meme driven era, uh, it, it's and also maybe in um, in a time and in a year where it's everything feels ugly, um, that, uh, trying to make this rise to the, um, top level for the consumer of like, Oh wait, I should maybe consider going to that restaurant or buying that product or supporting that, um, business because they do this. It's harder. It's just harder because we're just, everything is just awful. So yeah, you, you know, know what, says You're, the chief executive optimist. I was going to say, man, <laughs> remember that O and that CEO. You should keep that. It's hard.
0: But you know what? i tell you what, though. I hear you. I hear you. But that's the time when you double down on this stuff because I believe oh, yeah, I absolutely. believe you have. You know, But I believe it is. It is. Look, let's put it this way. Scott had like 35 people there that night, you know, imitational. Or not imitational, but t- you know, they sold tickets to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he sold however many seats they have. People were blown away. Now, I know they bought a ticket to be there because it was interested them and they wanted to be there, so you've got the right audience and the mm-hmm. captain and everything. I'm, I'm telling you, man, like people were like, you know... Gosh, I never really thought of that. I Mm -hmm. never, I mean, I knew people, but like they did the the humanity part of that, and you know, it's one thing to hear like, "Oh, restaurant people, they work hard," and but they have these issues, and there's uh, there's there's instability issues, and there's substance abuse, and all that. It's one thing to hear that, but when you start hearing those stories, and that's why those guys telling those stories so in such a raw way is so important, because then you connect to that person, Mm -hmm. you know, at a much more human level, and it's it it resonates a lot more. It's like. You know what was that what is it a million deaths is a statistic and one is a an outrage or whatever it was I think it was Stalin said that or something is a horrible Uh but my point is oh I know yeah yeah okay the store that one person story resonates much more than like oh x percent of people in the hospitality industry have substance abuse you can't wrap your arm Mm -hmm. or your you know wrap your mind around that you sit there and listen to those guys and you're like no this is really interesting now i'm going to go tell my friends and family about this and maybe the conversation begins and the more people are hearing that the more like why don't we go to restaurants where you know that matters where they care where they are advocating for something better for their staff and better for the
1: yeah it's making me think how do we besides those one-on-one stories and you mentioned the 35 people and there's that of course network effect but how do we how do we find how do we know you know how do you how do you discover especially when you travel like how do you discover the places that are and this is sort of a rhetorical question I maybe there is an answer but how do you discover the places that are that are good to their employees that um that have um an environmental sensibility or a community give back and all of that there's There's not an easy way to do it in a metric driven world like Google Mm. reviews and Yelp and all of that. There's not there's certifications, of course. And, you know, like we're founding members of the Durham Living Wage. And there's, you know, our our friend Seth is at at Bull City Burgers, a B Corporation, something that we aspire to to do. But there's not an easy way to kind of um, search that stuff out. You know, and some of it's subjective. Right. But so are reviews, you know, we have untapped. Right. Yeah, yeah. We have like we can review beers, but um, we can't review. <laughs> right. That's an interesting. Po- well, OK,
0: well, first we have to get people thinking about that. Right. Yeah. It's almost you know, like the, and,
1: uh, the importance of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's almost right. like you got to have your your. uh you know, you need your your staff and your loyal customers. Like, the more, it's just the one-on-one knocking on doors, telling that story more and more, and the more people are hearing about it, it's almost like starting a political campaign or something. You know, you don't start with a million people. You start with one. And right. And you just build from there. Yeah. And And uh, the other thing is, uh, yeah, it's interesting. If people were looking for that, you sure could. Um, I mean, there's your product idea for somebody right there. It's got some time and some focus. And you know, figure out a way to... I don't know, let staff anonymously rank where they work and, and how they're treated. Like glass door and certainly, like, Glassdoor and all door that is something from, for sort of corporate America. Right.
1: But, and, and, uh, for, for hiring and all. And, and who knows? Uh, you know, it's, it's not like I'm trying to say that everything should be ranked and rated. I actually think we, we need to take a break from, from, yeah, 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 from for that. Sure, and for sure. just kind of like enjoy, enjoy the moment and, and not try to compare things to others. But, uh, I know that me personally, when I travel to a new area, I'd I'd love to know, um, places that do, that do right, um, by their employees, or maybe, maybe that's a Ben's friends thing of like, you know, like if they're, if they're hip to that, if, if they have, um, uh, employees that, that, uh, that that care about issues like that, then of course, by almost by proxy or by definition, they're going to be the kind of places that I want to support. And just waiting that out, not waiting, but sorting that out. uh, It's, it's, it's harder and it takes time and we're, we're all busy people. And and sometimes we just want to, you know, eat delicious food and not have to think. (laughs) And, um, and, uh, and, and that's the, or, or drink, tasty beer and and not have to think too, too hard. And, and we know our stories. Um, but the getting the customer to care in a hurried world is is a challenge. I'm up for it, but I'm 10 years into it and we're still figuring out how to do it better and how to do better by our, you know, to our employees. Yeah. yeah. Keep doing
0: it, man. Just keep doing it. I mean, the story you started telling with local ingredients and I mean, look, look what's happened with
1: that, man. You're yeah, that's, 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 Half a million dollars since we started. Half a million dollars towards North Carolina agriculture. And, you know, I'll, I'll feel really successful when we can say in a year we'll spend a half a million dollars. But since 2010, we've purchased a half a million dollars in um, local farmed ingredients. It's
0: incredible, man. It's amazing. Yeah, It's absolutely amazing. You know, where it happens too is it happens through stuff like this. I mean, we're talking about it and, you know, we'll, like you said, the Gosh, the podcast now is a democratization of, I mean, think about that. You know, you can, uh, maybe somebody will pick up a podcast or start their own, you know, really with that kind of a focus or something. You never know. But have the conversations and, and and people with energy and optimism and enthusiasm like you, and there's a lot of them around here that are, you know. Look, Ben's friends alone, I mean, that was like Mickey and right, Steve, Steve and they just had yeah. that one chapter down there and mm-hmm. it's like a slow burn and now I think I saw on Instagram the other I mean they're going to you know I mean they's got they'll be in like 50 states mm-hmm. before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be in every big city in the country before you know it. I mean that's that thing's that's got legs. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. A good thing. That's a good start for this stuff. It's a good yeah. platform to get started just having the industry recognize and do something about it and you know take care of its people. Mental health man is big deal too. Um,
1: I'm glad we're, I'm glad you and I are talking about it. I'm glad that the industry is talking about it and acknowledging it. Um, like I said, it's, it's important for the long-term viability of, of, um, of this industry. And the, the more honest we are about it, the more we bring people into the industry who care about others. Um, so it feeds itself. I'm a big advocate for the industry, man. I think this industry is amazing. And I
0: I hope all my kids will at least spend time in this industry. It's the one place where it is so meritocratic. It does not matter where you came from, what school you went to, what color your skin. Just none of that stuff matters. Mm -hmm. All that matters is, man, I'm going to take good care of people. I'm going to be a good teammate. I'm going to put my heart into this and work hard. And it's like, all right, man, bring it on. Yeah. There's so much you can learn, and there's so much you can learn with dealing with people from all different backgrounds that you work with, and then people from all different backgrounds that you serve. Mm -hmm. I mean, where else do you do that? You don't do that anywhere else. Like, not to that scale, not Mm -hmm. to that level, I don't think. I mean, I think it's awesome. I think it's great. A lot of great people. A lot of great people in this industry that they're smart, they're hardworking, maybe they didn't have some of the breaks in life that maybe I had, or maybe you had early on that, you know, just... Lucky Breaks or whatever else I mean you know there's just there's a lot of really great people in this industry man I've been going around talking to people for a long time now and I'm constantly blown away with how smart driven thoughtful caring interesting intentional people work their butts off in this industry harder than any other industry I can you know that I can think of off the top of my head that provides such a great service for the community people probably don't recognize all the time how meaningful that is but I think the net, uh, my kids when I talk to them I, I just I feel like people are starting to put more thought into this, they care more about where they go, they care more about where they hang out they care more about the types mm-hmm. of businesses they support and man as everything's getting fast and automated and AI driven and you know, you've know got the big chains and McDonald's will have like one dude in there one day with like a bunch of machines and all that personal do is just like fix the machines and they'll do everything fine, good one end of the barbell, we need that. Mm. Great. The other end over here is slow down, humanity, mm. hospitality, relationships, yeah, conversations, thoughts, connection, caring, love, community. That's that's never as long as we're around, man. That ain't. Gonna come <laughs> out, man. You know, like that's what we
1: need as humans, right? And we're uh, at full steam. Very thankful that we have a half a dozen employees in front of the house um, that have been with us for seven plus years, you know, doing, doing this and, and, uh, to have that familiar face and, and those, those people, um, not only for the customer, but you know, for, for our team and that, that continuity, um, you know, I'm just very, very thankful for them. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. I cut
0: my places, man, in Charlotte, man, I go like, you know, they start to get to know you, you know, right. Feel like Norm, you know, from Cheers. Remember (laughs) Norm? I do.
1: Yeah. It's a
0: good feeling, man. It's a really good feeling when you walk in and you see this smile and face of, you know, Katie who's there, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday and I, that matters to people. Yeah. It matters to me a ton. Yeah, really. Absolutely. But, you know. Um, well, okay. So what let me ask you this. Um, who are some of the other people that you either, you know, follow or know? uh, in the industry, either locally or, or, you know, around whether it's Katie there in Asheville or around the country. I know you go to some of these conferences and things like that. Who else do you kind of stay, uh,
1: or or do you follow or just respect and admire? Oh man. Um, well, uh, it's interesting. Uh, a a number of years ago, I, I participated in this thing called base at, at UNC and it was an entrepreneurial network, um, uh with a, a kind of a mentorship role uh and I was that was the mentee right and my, my mentor was Scott Blackwell who was just wrapped up uh, his his um Immaculate baking company um venture and uh, they basically were they, they did cookies and um he and I got to know each other and he was my my mentor and I learned a lot from him and enjoyed him and uh, he and his wife Anne. Marshall ended up opening um, Highwire Distilling, not Highwire Brewery, but Highwire Distilling in Charleston. And um, he's been a, a, a very good um, friend and guide and, 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 uh, and mentor um, over the years, uh, for sure. So if you're in Charleston, check them out. They um, are uh, just moving to a new space on Hugh G uh, near Palmetto uh, Brewing Company, uh, an expanded distillery there uh shout out to them. High wire distilling. All right. Yeah, high wire distilling. Um let's see, my good friend Roy Milner, who uh led up uh Blackberry uh farm brewery, um is uh somebody that I rely on and, and have um lots of good deep meaningful interactions. Uh so I, I, I follow what he's up to and he's doing some some cool stuff. Uh Carl and Sarah over at Biscuit Love in Nashville. Um, uh, mm. a, amazing people. Really a lot of this comes from the, my, my involvement and connection with the Southern Foodways Alliance. Just about to ask you if you're okay.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, are you going to the thing in March?
1: I think so. Yeah. Because it's the future of, you know, yeah. restaurants and it's very timely. Uh, um uh, so it's, it's, a uh, it's, it's definitely on my, on my radar. And I always go to the symposium in October in Oxford, Mississippi. I think I'm going to go. To the one in Birmingham, yeah. Join, yeah.
0: Yeah. SFA is awesome. I love it. Everything I've seen. I watched
1: Van's speech yesterday. The one from, was Good, yeah, yeah. It was it was um, wonderful to be there in person. And um, uh, you know, he's such a stoic individual, and he's just like you know. I I know he was nervous, but I also know that he knows his story well, and when it comes from the heart, um, you know, it was just a. Uh, a lot of uh, all the emotions, all the feels as the kids say, but it was, uh, it was really wonderful to be there in, in, in Oxford and, um, to, to encourage him along and give him a hug and then just watch him, um, deliver from the heart and Dude, he crushed it. It was yeah. so good. But that's like, you know, that's the type of people that were thankful to have speaking for us in the industry these days and to have representing, um, the as the face of the industry kind um uh diverse um representative of you know an an, an america in a service industry that that uh that that i love
0: tell us about the sfa because i bet a lot of people listening don't know what the sfa is i think it's a really cool organization from what i've learned i mean I, like i said i'm going to join i think i'm going to go in march i'm definitely going to go in the fall
1: sure but yeah
0: talk a little bit about it it's got a cool backstory.
1: Uh, so the Southern Foodways Alliance is a um, grew out of the uh, uh, Old Miss. Basically, um, it's it's uh, essentially within a uh, the department there, um, and I won't get the structure of it exactly right, but um, it's a quasi-academic organization that uh, really explores Southern foodways and um, the stories that are interwoven from immigration to food traditions, um, from the South, you know, the South is this rich and um, storied food tradition that's inexorably linked to, um, racial tensions and economics and, uh, slave migration and all these deep things that, that are pretty unique to food in the South. Mm -hmm. And the SFA takes those head on, um, explores the, the topics through the lens of food I think I did that pretty well in a way that I think you uh, did it very well. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, an, it, its executive uh, director, uh, head honcho, John T. Edge would would not kick me out of the room. No, he, I think
0: John T. Edge would get, <laughs> would be proud, man. I think you nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> we've yeah.
1: Been, we've been very fortunate. In fact, early on, uh, so we launched in 2010, but back in 2008, we um we we took some test beer, some some sample beer to Symposium. We were really fortunate to be able to. Um, preview some of our offerings there. And, um, that, uh, gave us a lot of exposure and, um, access to, to people and and opportunities that I think about to this day, I'm blown away by the, the, the people that I continue to meet, but certainly in the early days, as we were getting this thing going, um, how fortunate uh, we were like, I have a picture of me in a pre-tattooed Sean Brock, you know, at an event really? <laughs> that, that we, where we poured beer in, in, in Charleston as a fundraiser for the Oxford American. And, um, you know, who knew, uh, I mean, you kind of know even then, you know, like this guy's going places, but you know, it's just, it was pretty neat. You know,
0: where is he now? Is he in Nashville? Nashville? Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a new book, uh, South, which is a really wonderful, um, exploration of uh, Appalachian foodways and uh, recipes, of course. Um, But he's got Mm. several projects in the works in East Nashville. Okay, Mm -hmm. good deal. Got took
0: off. That's great. That's cool. A lot of good people down there. I've heard of so many great things. I was like, man, I just need to get,
1: I need to, I want to be a part of that. It's just no reason not to. It's too much good stuff coming out of that. For sure. And the, it's tentacles are are amazing, you know, from um, uh, just the, the chefs that it, uh, has hosted and supported and lent a voice. Do you mentioned Chidi? Um, and she's, um, you know, heavily involved and connected with the SFA. And I mentioned Katie button in that podcast. And I think about the fact that another one of my, um, kind of heroes and people that I follow is Jose Andreas, mm-hmm. um, up in DC, of course, and, and, uh, and, and the humanitarian efforts that, that he spearheads, um, particularly through, um, environmental disaster and recovery be it uh puerto rico or um you know post hurricanes or or whatever like the guy is everywhere i don't know you yeah. you, you, you see him or you know mm-hmm. what i'm talking about yeah yeah but um but katie uh chef katie button staged for uh jose andreas at um el beli and um her now husband um worked for him in dc um and i first met felix uh Katie's husband, um, at a Jose Andreas restaurant where we took our pawpaw beer up, our beer made with uh forage pawpaws as our first non North Carolina account. Um, and just handing that, that, uh, that sixth all over to Jose Andreas and trying furiously to take a picture of, you know, and, <laughs> uh, just capture the moment. Uh, and you know, that was, it was just really cool. So I'm, I'm mashing together stories here of, people and connections and uh uh the the people that matter uh, to to me and the industry um associations that matter to me and it's it is as you hear time and time again one big family and we are yeah. really connected by a love of, of of food and of of uh culture and and, uh, and and of um meaningful connection you know like um you know it, Jose Andres wanted to put our pawpaw beer on for a reason. Like he loved the story of the American pawpaw and, um, and people who care about that, uh, they tend to care about other things, you know, naturally curious people. I think that's it. That's it. Naturally curious people. Right. And that's what we try to really hire and look for. And the people that I gravitate to is, or or people who instead of like, um, you know, they're just people who ask why, why, why is that? And like you said, I'm curious, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, um, uh, yeah, the end, <laughs> the end, you know, there's a guy <laughs> the that was of- in
0: our first book, uh, red hot on the river, he and, uh, Jim and Mary Beth, they in red hat on the river. It's up in Irvington on Hudson, New York. And I'll never forget. I asked him, I said, what, this was like in, 10 years ago because mm-hmm. I was doing the interview to that first book in 2009. And one thing I asked everybody is what type of people
1: do you hire and he said i hire curious people yeah yeah absolutely i would i would i'd either answer that way that, or I'd like to
0: think that's what he said yeah, and I was like yeah okay you hire you guess that's it man. like if yeah. you're curious you know I can teach you to i can teach you to serve but if you're a curious person I want you around here yeah like you're gonna make our team better and I was like wow that's just so simple and so clean and so clear but it's so true and and meaningful and it is what you ultimately find probably in most businesses that you really admire they probably have a lot of people that are just really curious and yeah they, 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 they don't settle for the way things are right. and they want to think about things and make things better and and so your your business and your group of peers and people you admire and the SFA and a lot of the people around here and a lot of people in this industry across the country are that you know you're creative you're curious you're thoughtful you're caring you're not just in it to build a business and grow it and sell it and exit and you're you're in it for something bigger Mm -hmm. and uh in the community that you all facilitate is amazing and dude thanks for what you're doing and keep doing it man and the grind and the weeds and the Uh all that sometimes I know it's probably like god but man you're you're pushing the ball forward and you're doing a great job and y'all will continue to and that's what wins like ultimately and you know that i don't have to tell you that but that's
1: that's good to hear even though. the
0: times when you're like oh <laughs> really what are, yeah you know at the end of the day like that mentality that thoughtfulness that care and that love that you have for your team and your community and this your 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 uh, you know your our economy in our state, our state, our country, like all that stuff it, 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 at every level that matters. And that wins every time. I appreciate Without question, no that question. No doubt about I
1: appreciate it. You saying not that. man. Like we may as well. Not be <laughs> I do feel that way sometimes, uh, in that chief executive optimist title, I need that as my own reminder. We all um, do. yeah, because, um, running a business is hard. Yep. Um, and, and challenging and rewarding and, and, uh, and, and everything. So, uh, I, uh, I'm, I don't know, I want to, I want to slip in a, a, a quick story on, on interviews. Can I, yes. can, I can I, say one thing? Absolutely. Um, so, so, uh, anybody who's listening, who ends up interviewing, uh, if they were to ever, if you were to ever interview at full steam, now you have the inside track. I ask one question all the time, uh, getting back to curiosity in, in interviews for a job. Yeah. Right, I always ask the question, what's a persimmon? Yeah, you told me that last time. Damn it, I'm repeating myself already.
0: No, 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 no. I remember that because I thought that was really cool. I like that. That's a big indicator
1: for you. At least I'm consistent. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, that's good. No, yeah, that's absolutely. Because it's about curiosity. It's yeah. about like, do they are they curious about their surroundings? And then mm-hmm. also, are they curious enough to like explore our website and see that we think we were persimmon beer? Yeah. Right. But that's cool that you remember that. No, for um, sure. You know, and that's uh, that's kind of what we hope is that, that the person asking – it's also throws them a little off their game, which is kind of fun, you know, cause it, it's an, an unexpected. So there's a little side benefit of like asking that kind of unexpected question and see how they react to it. Not in a stressful way, but just like, Oh, you know, how do they, how do they handle that question? But mostly I'm looking for people who are curious. If you're
0: listening and you're interviewing full steam or <laughs> any other place, go to the website first, read their story, know what they care about because that's what they think about every day. And you should know that. Like, that's a big deal. Like, are you just there for a job and a paycheck? Are you there to try to add something to the business and be a part of the story that that business is telling? Right. Two different, very different approaches. But as a business owner, you know, the latter there is exactly what you're looking for. That's you, the person that gets the job.
1: No have you ever talked to anybody on uh pod on your podcast about uh handwritten notes? No. What do you mean about handwritten notes? After the interview. Oh, writing a handwritten note, or even better having one kind of at the ready with the address yeah. on and the stamp on. So you just fill out the, 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 uh, the card itself and put it in the mail that right after you finish the interview, like the person who does that is so much more likely to get the job because the vast majority of people don't even email anymore to say, thank you. Are you right? serious? Really? Yeah.
0: Well, do you get, I mean, I, we have five people and we've had five people for 12 years, man. I don't choose. <laughs> never interviewed anybody <laughs> five people. I don't know. Words. I wouldn't even know how to
1: interview somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, uh, <laughs> you, you have you a very a different this <laughs> <business> model than <laughs> we do. Um, yeah. I mean, I think people don't know how to interview very well or how, how to seal the deal. Right. So, yeah. you know, inside, inside scoop, if you, if you really want to separate yourself, write a handwritten thank you note. You know, it just goes a long way. Oh, they go so far, especially nowadays. Nobody writes anything. That's what I'm done. saying. Zig when they zag right? Yes. Do something that, uh, the, the vast majority of the people you're competing against or the industry you're part of isn't, isn't going to do cause they're all doing something. So, you know, yeah, like, we do that for sure. It's so funny
0: when you say that and we'll wrap this up, but so like these hats and stuff, like, yeah. I bring them to you cause you're here and I'm going to see you in person. But a lot of times I'll just box these up in like a, one of those, um, medium flat rate boxes for the post office and mm-hmm. I'll send them to a customer and Colorado or Texas or California or wherever, right? Some good, however, whatever reason I decided to do it, whoever they are and why I decided to do it, but I always write a, I have this you know schedule fly station here and I write a note, Mm -hmm. thank them for the business. I can't tell you how many times, Sean, man, I like, I literally I write, I'm like, all I have to do is say like, thank you very much for the business. We love y'all, we appreciate the chance to serve you. Call me if I can never do anything for you, will. And I write my cell phone. It takes me like. Three times sometimes because I can't write because, like, I don't write enough. You know, <laughs> right. like, so it's yeah. like it literally this ridiculous, concerted effort I have to make. Uh-huh. I look at my handwriting. I'm like, I can't even read that. <laughs> and I scratch it up. I start again. And I get mad. My wife's like, what you, dude, why are there five right? thank you cards in the trash? I'm like, I had to start over, man. I couldn't write. But it really does make a difference because you don't get that stuff anymore. Right. Nobody right. does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good tip. There you go. Yeah, we sick. just taught people how to get a job.
1: Right, it works for any job, really. Yeah, yeah, it it does for sure. Um, especially when you think it wouldn't matter. I mean, that's a, the lesson that I'm trying to teach my um, my teenage daughter in in sending um, notes and and expressing thanks and actually coming full circle. It was Van. Uh, of of brewery Bavana and Vitamana that actually like took time out of his very busy schedule to provide some insight and advice to her on college stuff and That's so awesome it's so awesome right and so like you know write him a thank you note you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> like uh, so kind of uh, instilling that um, uh, the purpose for that for uh, for 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 my kids I think is is a uh, you know what I'm trying to do now. <laughs>
0: show people you may care, show them with some little step. Yeah. One minute of your time. It right. makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, show them how much you care. Dude, this has been awesome. Great. Well, I hope this went, this went in many different directions. I hope it was helpful. No, this is great. I, I this is how I, I, you know what, man, when I first started these years ago, I always had this, like almost a template and I was like, I'm going to add, I just like to roll. I uh-huh. don't have a agenda. I don't have a plan. I think that, you know, when you get curious people, you know, that have a common interest together and you rap about stuff. There's a lot of other people that have those same things. And so I appreciate it. I want to go have one of your beers.
1: I was just going to say, I'm pretty thirsty. I don't know about you. It's all right. It's
0: five Oh (laughs) eight. Let's do do it it. man. All All right. right. Thank y'all more coming soon. See you.